Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Koinonia. I am so glad to be with you this morning. I'm bringing a recorded message to you that I recorded on this weekend because I'm at home in quarantine. One of our family members was exposed to COVID this past week and did have a positive test. And so that meant all of us as a family needed to quarantine and isolate away from all of you and uh, stay at home. And But we did get a test done ourselves as well. And the results just came in on Friday evening that we are negative. So we don't have uh, the virus. And uh, that's good news when it's a negative. It's funny. I never really was eager to receive a negative result on a test, but this one works out okay. <laughs> but I wanted to come this morning and connect with you and bring the message uh, in our series as well in the context of what's happening right now in our region. We are moving to the red zone as of Monday morning. And that's just a reality that more of us need to isolate and pull back and not go out unless it's an essential need other than work and, and appointments. And this is the reality of our province, our region. And I'm here to say, let's not be afraid. Let's be encouraged. Let's put our faith in God. God said in Jeremiah 29 that he wants us to be praying. He wants us to be turning toward him. And he wants us to trust in him. And he said, when we pray, he will hear our prayer. Um, He will also forgive our sin and he will heal our land. And so let's take a moment and just pray right now and continue to ask God's presence to bring healing to our region and our province. Father God, we trust in you. We seek you as our God. We look to you to be the one who brings healing and deliverance, brings health and safety and strength. And so God, in our region, we pray for wisdom for our frontline caregivers. We pray for protection for them. Um, May they be able to diagnose and work and care for the people. Father, we pray for our our country and our province and its leadership and making these tough decisions um, to help us curb and stop the curve and increase of these cases of COVID. And we ask you to continue to bring healing to our region, to our province, to our country and to this world, God. Father, we trust in you. We rest in you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm recording this message. It's the sixth in our series of Kingdom Come. And this morning's title is Proclaiming the Kingdom. And I'm excited to proclaim the kingdom right here in my backyard, but right directly into your household if you're joining us online or into our in-person service this morning as well. And this is a key message about the kingdom series, proclaiming the, the message of the kingdom, proclaiming the good news that we have as followers of Christ. We see that Jesus did this. He proclaimed the kingdom. Listen to Luke 4, verse 43. He said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I have been sent. Jesus declared that that's the whole purpose and reason behind why the Father sent him to earth is to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. And so God has shared that message with us as well, that we are to proclaim this kingdom. And you may think, well, well, that's not really my job. You know, that's it's obvious it's Jesus' job. He's the son of God. Of course, it makes sense that he would do it. 
But do you recall what some of his very final words were to us before he left this earth? Mark captures them at the end of his gospel. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And and Jesus made it very clear. Some will receive this message and, and embrace it, and others will not. They will deny it and say that they don't want it. But if you continue to read Mark's uh, chapter, he, he reveals how, as Jesus proclaimed the kingdom and sent the disciples then to go and proclaim the kingdom, how the Lord was with them and empowered them. I'll talk more about that in the message here this morning. But Matthew captures the same experience and the same emphasis Jesus had for all people, for you and I to receive. Matthew's recording is in his last chapter, verse, chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. And it's known as the Great Commission, where Jesus says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And he says, Surely I am with you to the very end of the age. I will be with you as you go proclaiming my kingdom. And what's interesting in these words if you break down the uh, English tense and structure of the sentence, the, the phrase go, therefore go and make disciples, actually means while you are going. <laughs> it's expected that we're going to go somewhere in life. We're going to go into the marketplace. We're going to go to work. We're going to go to school. And so Jesus is saying, while you're going, proclaim the kingdom. Teach people. Make disciples. Let them know of my teaching. Share my heart with them. Let them know the good news of the kingdom, where salvation comes from, Jesus Christ. And we are to proclaim this message with our lives. That's what Jesus is calling us to. And friends, the reality is we all proclaim some message from our lives. Let me pause here and ask you, what do you think your life is proclaiming? What is the message that you are just shouting out from your life, wherever you go and in whatever you're doing? Because we do proclaim something by our our clothing, uh, our our lifestyle, by the choices we make, by the messages we post. We're proclaiming a message. And God made this very clear to me in this context to give to you this morning. He woke me up early this morning to say, um, our lives proclaim a message. We need to evaluate what is that message. And I'm here to encourage to instruct, to disciple us, to call us to proclaiming the message of the kingdom of God. And you might think, well, why proclaim? Why is this message so important? We've got it. Isn't it up to everybody else to figure it out on their own? But think through the teaching we've done over these six weeks. The very first week, Pastor Nathan talked about the kingdom of light has defeated the kingdom of darkness. That's a reason to proclaim this message. People need light in this day and age. The gospel of the kingdom or the good news of the kingdom transforms our lives from hopelessness to hope, from defeat to victory. Um, There's so much within the message of the gospel of the kingdom. And then think about week three. Because if you've received Jesus Christ as king, you are a citizen of the kingdom. And therefore, others want to be a citizen. They want to be a son and a daughter. They want to be a part of God's kingdom. I could give you more reasons of why we are to proclaim the kingdom, but 
if you haven't watched the whole series, go back and watch these messages. You may be asking, so how do I proclaim the kingdom? How does it come out of me? Where does it come? Where does it flow from? I mentioned that we do proclaim a message from our lifestyle, from our words, from our testimony. Um, I'm going to step into a little deeper teaching on this this morning and some examples and then encourage us with some application how we can go and proclaim the kingdom. Because what we know and have been reviewing over these six weeks is that it is a good thing when God is king because earth begins to look a lot more like heaven. And we could use a lot more heaven here on earth right now. So let's pursue the king and proclaim the king so that his kingdom can come and people can experience him. I'm going to give you three scriptures this morning and then some follow-up application. But these three scriptures reveal how people believed when they heard the kingdom proclaimed, when they experienced the kingdom being proclaimed. So let me, let me step into them. Uh, the first one is the, a woman. I'm going to talk to you about a woman, a father, and then a whole family. The woman context is from John chapter 4. And it's most commonly known, this, this account of this woman is a woman at the well. She was a Samaritan woman, and she came to the well to draw water. Many of us know the context of John chapter 4. And Jesus came along to this town with his disciples. And he stayed at the well and the rest of the disciples went into town for food. But what we read in this, I'm going to bring down a, a, to a summary of chapter 4, verse 39. And what John says is, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. And her testimony was, He told me everything I ever did. She experienced Jesus. Jesus actually shared his testimony first with the woman. He said to her, if you drink from this well right here where we're getting water, you're going to be thirsty again one day. But if you drink from the living water that is a wellspring from within you, you are going to experience eternal life. And this woman knew that Jesus was referring to something spiritual, something supernatural, bigger than just what was here on earth. And she said, I can tell you're a prophet. You're, you're somebody important. She said, actually, I want to believe in the Messiah because we know he's coming. And Jesus said, I am he. <laughs> that was his testimony to the woman. The woman ran back to town, and there's more to the story. I encourage you to read it in John chapter 4. But the woman went back to town and encouraged many people to come out and meet Jesus, and they did. And that's my key verse, chapter 4, verse 39. Many Samaritans believed because of her testimony. This was... Her the woman proclaiming the message of the kingdom. And many within their town and her family began to believe. Then her testimony transformed other lives. This is what I see possible when we proclaim the message of the kingdom. Let me give you another example. Same chapter, John chapter 4, but this one is about a father. Let me start with the concluding verse and then we'll back up. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. That's John chapter 4, verse 53. This was a different town than the previous woman. 
This was a different family. This was a whole different day. In fact, it was two days later in Galilee. But Jesus spoke clearly and directly to this father in such an impacting way that the man believed, and not only he, but his whole family believed. The situation was that the man came to Jesus and he said, my son is near death. That's how sick he is at home. And Jesus said to him, a few more words exchanged, but eventually he said to him, go, your son will, be, will live. And what I find so interesting, and, and, and the son was healed, and the man went home and realized it. And what we read is that in verse 53, so he and his whole household believed. But I don't think it was just because his son was healed. Listen to the words before that. In verse 50, Jesus replied to the father, go, your son will live. And the man took Jesus at his word and departed. The man took Jesus at his word. The man believed Jesus in that very moment. The father realized at the exact moment that Jesus said, go, your son will live, that the healing happened. And the man was, the father was drawn to Jesus because Jesus spoke such words of truth and life, clarity and precision. The message of the kingdom is clear, friends. When people hear it, they'll know that it's truth that stands out above all else that's being said in this world. And this is another reason I believe we're called to proclaim the kingdom so that in the very moments we speak that, powerful things can happen, healings can happen, and people will respond and believe. Let me give you the third scripture passage. It comes from <coughs> excuse me, Acts chapter 10. Actually, chapters 10 and 11. And this is about the kingdom being proclaimed to a whole family. The very last verse, the summary verse I'm going to give you and then we'll back up, is chapter 11, verse 14. He will bring you a message through which you and your whole household will be saved. Now, let me give you context of these chapters. This was actually Peter speaking in this moment. And he was revealing what Cornelius had told him. Cornelius, a Roman centurion in the the town of Caesarea. Cornelius had been a devout man of God, been praying, but he hadn't experienced the kingdom life through Jesus Christ yet. But God gave Cornelius a vision. And he said, call for a man named Simon, Peter, in Joppa. Call for him and he will come. And so Peter also had a vision. He was praying one day, and and in the vision, God said, there's going to be messengers coming to you, inviting you to go meet Cornelius and proclaim the kingdom to him. And that's exactly what what transpired and unfolded, is Peter eventually went, and he met this man, Cornelius, and he was as curious as Cornelius was to meet him. And Cornelius said, chapter 10, verse 33, I sent for you, Peter, immediately, And it was good for you to come. Now we're here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Cornelius was ready for the proclamation of the kingdom. He was ready to hear, excuse me, he was ready to hear about the message that the kingdom, that Peter had of the kingdom to deliver. And I want to read um, from, from Acts chapter 10 because I want you to hear what Peter expressed 
and, and, and witnessed as he proclaimed the kingdom. This is Acts chapter, chapter 10, verse 34. Then Peter began to speak. He said, I now realize that it is God, that it is God, that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. Peter said, I can see in all the events of that's happened here that I'm to proclaim this message to you. And Peter said, I believe God's saying it's for all people. God's not picking some and leaving others behind. He wants all to hear the proclamation of his kingdom message. And something powerful happened. As Peter and Cornelius and the group who had gathered, Cornelius invited his friends, his relatives, his family, everybody to come around and hear this message. And something powerful happened during the proclamation, the proclaiming of the kingdom. I come down chapter 10 still, verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the, Galilee, uh, on the Galileans, the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. <laughs> I guess so they would invite Peter to stay after what they had just experienced of the Holy Spirit being poured out, the kingdom message transforming and touching their hearts and lives. There was a lot of excitement that unfolded because the people heard the message of the kingdom. So, bringing this message down to a summary... What does living with Jesus as king look like for you and I? It is good when Jesus is king because earth begins to look a whole lot more like heaven. But what does that look like for you and I? What does proclaiming the kingdom look like for us? I want to give four practical steps to this message that you can walk away with this morning and be able to walk out this truth of Jesus being king here on earth, may his kingdom come. So let me give you four practical steps that you can take. The first one is go. <laughs> go into this world. Or as Jesus said, as you're going into this world, be mindful, be intentional, be ready. You and I are going every day. Well, except for we're not supposed to go unless <laughs> it's an essential uh, trip right now. But you're going to find creative ways to go through the internet, uh, to go through social media, to go through a FaceTime call with a family or a friend member, family or a friend that you just want to check in on. There's opportunity for us to still be going even in this crazy COVID season. That's the first thing I encourage us to do. Don't keep this kingdom message to yourself or keep it at home. Is Share it. Go for it. <laughs> and, and, and deliver it to somebody who you know God is inspiring you to share it with. Number two, practical step, share your testimony. Share your testimony. Um, let it out what God has done for you. I appreciate, I hear from different friends who just keep repeating to me of 
what God, how God's transformed their lives, how the love of God touched them and changed them from what their lifestyle used to be like to what it's like now. E3 Ministries shares and, and teaches us, coaches us of how to take our testimony and fit it into 30 seconds. Have you ever thought about sharing your testimony in just 30 seconds? Um, E3 Ministry can help coach you how to do that. Go to their website and check it out. Uh, connect with some of their leaders who we know are part of our Koinonia community, and they will tr- train and teach you how to share your, your testimony in just 30 seconds. Let me give you an example of mine. Somebody might ask me, Bri, how are you still upbeat and encouraged after this week of quarantine and maybe getting COVID and your family and all that's transpired? I would respond with, I'm encouraged because I have a God who loves me and he doesn't condemn me. He is a father who cares for me and will guide me with wisdom through my situations. And he promises not only life for me for eternity, but hope and life right here and now. That's less than 30 seconds. And those are kind of three sub points of my testimony. But I could share that's what my week was like and God was faithful. And then the the Holy Spirit will lead the conversation further. So practical step number two for you is share your testimony. Share what God's doing in your life. Practical step number three, follow the Holy Spirit's lead. Jesus did. He said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. And that's what he went about doing. Healing, speaking, calling life to people, forgiving sins. Peter did that. Peter and Cornelius in the situation of Acts chapter 10 and 11. Peter followed the Holy Spirit's lead and he proclaimed the kingdom and a whole community of people responded and believed. So practical step number three is follow the Holy Spirit's lead in proclaiming the kingdom. And then step number four is invite God to proclaim the kingdom through you. May that be your prayer is God I invite you to proclaim your kingdom message right through my life and heart so that other people can hear it and receive it. Your life is already proclaiming something. I want to encourage you to let it proclaim the message of the one who you love the most, who has forgiven you the most, who you will spend eternity with. Let your life proclaim the message of God's kingdom because there are people in our world, our region, our city, who are without hope, who will get discouraged in this next wave of shutting down or um, more restrictions, and they need to hear this message of the kingdom now more than ever before. So let me finish with a prayer that describes this series. Our Father God, who is in heaven right now, May your kingdom come and your will be done right here in Waterloo Region, in the cities of Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, the towns of Elmira, um, Fergus, wherever we go. Lord, may your will come, may your kingdom come and your will be done right here. Give us today our daily bread. And would you please apply the blood of the cross to forgive us of our sins? We've already been forgiven, but we ask you to apply the power of your forgiveness to us and to those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation. 
Oh God, lead us far from temptation and deliver us from the evil influence of the, uh, the power of the evil, evil one. For we believe that your kingdom and yours is the power and yours is the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.